the Lord has opened doors that no man could open. And he's just really blessed the whole venture of Spark. And it hasn't always been easy. It hasn't not come with challenges because there's been a lot of those along the way. But when his anointing is on something, man can't stop it. It just can't. Hey there, welcome to the Swayology Podcast. I'm your host, Ann Watson, and I cannot wait to help you think like a business so you can inspire like a boss. I'm a former corporate multi-passionate entrepreneur turned business coach here to bring you practical advice, inspiration, and motivation as you navigate the wild world of online business and marketing. We are going behind the scenes with successful coaches, creatives, and entrepreneurs like you, and we're getting real about their stories so you can learn everything you need to, to build a life and a business you love. It's not going to be easy, but I promise it's going to be worth it. So if you're ready, let's get to it. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. I am so excited for you to hear my guest today. I have none other than Misty Phillip. She is the founder of Spark Media, and we're talking about the Spark Podcasting Conference, the radio network, the Spark Bull business, the magazine, uh, multiple podcasts, all the things, and she's built it all during a pandemic. So today we are talking about, gosh, just how she got started where she kind of got stuck and how she overcame that. We're talking about celebrity culture, what happens when you become known. And we're talking about what happens when God throws the doors open and your growth is exceeding even your wildest expectations and how you manage that. And she's giving her best advice for what to do if it begins to happen for you. And you are going to love what she has to say about creating a legacy. I cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. If you are into podcasting, if you are thinking about podcasting, if you love listening to podcasts, if you know somebody who does a podcast, you are going to want to hear this. But if you are a businesswoman at all, then you can't afford to miss this conversation. So I'm not going to keep you any longer. Let's go ahead and get started with my conversation with Misty Phillip. Misty, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Hey, Anne, I am so excited that you have a podcast, first of all. And then I'm super excited to be here because I used to listen to you all the time when you did the Declare podcast. And I have been bugging you for a while to start a podcast. So yay, I'm so glad we're here today. Yeah, me too. You have been one of my biggest cheerleaders and encouragers and supporters. And I just am so grateful for it. You know, I just love you to death. And I feel like everybody that I know already knows who you are, but just in case we've got some new listeners that are not aware of your magical unicorn genius, could you please share a little bit about who you are, what you do, and the brilliance that you exude on a daily basis? Oh, you're so sweet. Well, I think I should call myself the queen of podcasting because literally I was at a conference last week speaking and that's how they um, introduced me. And everybody calls me the queen of podcasts. 
podcasting. So hi, I'm Misty Phillip, the queen of podcasting. That's fair. Uh, That's fair I, <laughs> so I, I love Jesus, my family and, um, and serving God through podcasting. And so that has become my zone of genius in hosting events. We have a magazine, we have a podcast network. I do one-on-one consulting. We also have uh, a training membership community. So I keep seeing all of these issues with Christian podcasting. And then I pray and I ask God, how can we what is the solution to this? And our God is so creative. Uh, creator of the universe is his title um, that he inspires these incredible divinely inspired ideas. And so when I see a problem, I kind of pray. I ha- now have a multimedia empire. <laughs> you do. You do have a multimedia empire and it's amazing. But okay, before we talk about that, which we're definitely going to get to, I also want to say that you are an author and a speaker and like you do a lot more than just podcasting, but podcasting has been kind of your main gig for what, like the last three or four years. It's only been two years, you know, God called me in 2000. I mean, I've been podcasting longer than that, but really spark has only been around since the pandemic started. So, um, we're just like a little over two and a half years into the spark adventure. That's true. But I just feel like you've been doing this for forever and you're right. It's only been a couple of years, but I look back and I remember you calling me one day and saying, I have the most bizarre idea. I'm not sure what to do with it. You've hosted conferences before. Can we chat? And that was, I think the beginning of spark. It kicked off with a conference. I think it was February, 2020. And then of course the world shut down in March, but that event was so divine and so just blessed and beautiful and wonderful. And I'm so proud of you for doing it, but I would love to go back in time just a little bit and kind of talk about when did you get that nudge? I mean, you were already speaking and writing and podcasting all those things. And you just kind of were like, there's a need in the world. You know, what, what were you seeing that prompted you to action? Yeah, that's such a great question. So I was, so let me back up on my story just a little bit for those who, who don't know this part of my story. I used to work for Enron and, um, I had an amazing career, my, uh, um, life trajectory was amazing. And God called me out of that to come home, to lay my life down for my family and to homeschool. And then as my boys started to grow, I realized I'm going to drive my kids crazy if I don't find something else to do with my time besides right. smother them. I mean, mother them. <laughs> um, <and> so- <laughs> So that's when I started writing and speaking and my, my oldest son actually came home from college. Um, he had a podcast in college and he said, mom, writing is so hard for you, but you can talk like you need a podcast. So that's what started that whole adventure. 
so then I wrote The Struggle is Real, but so is God. It, it, it was really successful. But once you write a book, everybody wants to know, what's your next book? What are you doing next? So I started right. working on my next book and it, um, my agent and I were working and I couldn't do what she wanted me to do with that story. And I was really making myself physically ill. And at that point, um, I told my husband who just saw me just really struggling and he goes, baby, you're just flattered. You have an agent. Um, and I was like, yeah, if you need me, I'll be with my agent, you know, I mean, right, right. You know and I just like took that to the Lord in prayer. And I really had a come to Jesus meeting and said, where does my gifting and my calling line up in this next season? If you don't want me to write this book, Lord, what do you want me to do? And I heard him say podcast conference, and then the rest is history. Um, it's just been an incredible ride. Um, the, the Lord has opened doors that no man could open. And he's just really blessed the whole venture of Spark. And it hasn't always been easy. It hasn't not come with challenges because there's been a lot of those along the way. But when his anointing is on something, man can't stop it. It just can't. And so I'm just so honored that he has chosen me to be his vessel to help people share their message. Yeah, you're so right that his anointing is on it. I mean, I have had a privileged sort of front row seat to watching you develop this in a global pandemic, by the way. <laughs> so, I mean, you started off with a conference, but now you have developed all kinds of partnerships and you have a magazine and it's sparked, forgive the word spark again, but it has sparked yet another podcast from you. And now you run a podcast community and you have this whole huge uh, podcasting network that you oversee. And it's so much and it's so beautiful and people know you and they rely on you. But like you said, it hasn't always been easy hasn't been without challenges. And I wonder if you can just speak to that because I think kind of what you're living through is like a dream for most people, right? God called me to do this. And then the doors flung open and all of the stars aligned and the angels sing and all the things were beautiful and wonderful, but growing that fast that quick and, and just walking in that kind of obedience isn't easy. And so kind of, I would love to know where did you feel stuck and how did you resolve it? Yeah. So I think it has been a challenge because I didn't expect it. You know, I just was trying to be obedient to the Lord. And so when, when, doors began to open and all these things started to happen and the partnerships that I've been able to make um, and, and the things I've been able to do, it, it's been crazy. Um, I think what concerns me, let me say, let me answer your question this way. I think what concerns me is celebrity culture within Christian authors and speakers and pastors and all of those things. So for me, the biggest challenge and when I have people that come up to me and they're like, oh, you're Misty Phillip, that's weird. Okay. We're not made for fame and I don't ever want to be famous. And I'm not saying that I'm famous, but just having a little taste of that keeps me so humble and keeps me 
flat on my face before the Lord and keeps me in the word of God because it's so easy that we can stumble and fall if we buy our own press, right? If we buy into the trap that Satan wants to put out there, like, yes, I'm doing all of these amazing things through God, because it's not on my own. I couldn't do any of it without him. But, you know, just, I think there's a struggle to, to keep that perspective that I'm serving the Lord through all of these ventures. And it's not about me. It's about the Lord. Right. Absolutely. And that's an interesting thing too, because I love your approach to it that when you are feeling known that that keeps you humble and, you know, flat on your face before the Lord, whereas other people would look at that and think that means I'm having impact and influence and I've got to do more, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but I think it's about the position of your heart, right? Absolutely. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I think that, you know, the more opportunities that we do have, the more visibility that we do have, the more influence that we are able to have. But how do we steward that influence well? You know, one of the things that I didn't mention was I now have a radio collaboration. I never saw radio on my horizon. And not only do I have two shows on that radio, I've got 15 other people that I've been able to get on the radio. And for some people, like, that's the dream. I never even had it on my radar. But at the same time, I want to steward all of the opportunities that the Lord puts in front of me, the people that he's entrusted to me, because that's how I view the people in my community. These are people that God's entrusted to me. How can I love them and serve them well? And so, yeah, it that is a, a daily struggle because life comes at you in all kinds of crazy ways. The struggles in life are real, right? But but God is is beyond all those struggles. And he, once he calls us to something, he will see us through. Um, and he's got this work for me to do. And apparently it's in podcasting. <laughs> sure. Of course. So I'm just curious though, you love the podcasting. You're so gifted at it. He has swung doors wide open for you in that arena. What happens to the other dreams you had about maybe writing the book or, something else? Have those just kind of fallen by the wayside or are they percolating in there somewhere for a later date? Yeah. You know, it's um, my book writing philosophy is probably not like most people. It's really slow and steady wins the race. And, you know, for someone who's writing a book, you know, God has to work things out within your character as you're writing the book. He does things in your own life as you are writing. And so I am still writing and working on um, some, some other projects, but I'm not in such a hurry. I think when I first um, started writing, like I, that was the dream and I had to work really hard to try to, to make that happen. And I'm just in a different position now where I um I want to steward what I have well and so it might take a little bit longer for me to juggle um doing events and all of the things and speaking as well as 
as writing, but I think it's, it's kind of slow and steady wins the race. And you, you know what, Anne, I won the jackpot because I get to work with my husband. Um, so he's an amazing man and we get to do so much of, of what we do together. We work on the magazine together. We have a podcast together. He's my business partner. And so, I mean, how many people in this stage of life love their spouse enough that they want to work with them and then are excited that they get to do it. And so that to me is just, it's an incredible gift. Well, you do have an above average cool spouse, right? Like, <laughs> he's pretty cool. Like I would, it would be pretty amazing to get to work with him on any level. So yeah, that is really awesome. And I love what you said about how you're managing the other dreams is by not being in a hurry. And that just hit home for me because I feel like so many of us get these dreams or we get these calls or we get this purpose and we feel like there's an expiration date on it or a time limit on it. And that we've got to push forward with all we've got right now in this moment while the idea is fresh. And that's not necessarily the best way to go about it or even the timing that God has for it. So I just love that you said you've learned to not be in a hurry. Yeah. I think God plants seeds of a vision within us. You know, he gives us the dream and, it, and, and we can accelerate and push and strive to try to make that happen. Or we can have a posture of surrender and waiting on the Lord's timing. And oftentimes I feel like he plants that seed long long before it's time. And, and we think, oh, it just happened. So I got to do it right now. Um, but, uh, but God's beyond time, you know, beyond space. Um, and so it's, it's, it's so much better when we do things in his timing in his way. And I think that, you know, if he wants us to do it, then he's going to make it amazing because that's what he does. Oh yeah. And there's like a million examples in the Bible of him doing this, right? Like Joseph had his dream about what he was going to do 20 years before it came to fruition. Moses hid in the desert till he was 80. And then his thing came to fruition. I just example after example of people who were given a seed and then told to wait, but God's not waiting with you on the spark front. And I just kind of wanted to talk about how what I think began for you as a ministry has now become a business. And what did that transition kind of look like for you? And how has it evolved? Yeah, that's a really great question. And, and I'm really glad that you asked that. So my Bible study teacher um, at my church is a trial lawyer who when he was in college, um, he wanted to be a pastor. So he was really great at biblical languages. And, um, but he was really kind of interested in law too. Those were kind of his two things. And he was counseled to go into law and to be the best attorney that could, he could possibly be because he could have far greater kingdom impact as an entrepreneur than he could as a pastor. So he is... A billionaire as very successful pours all of his money into all kinds of kingdom endeavors 
And then he teaches Sunday school every Sunday. So he really has the best of both worlds. So sometimes we think that in order for us to have a kingdom impact, that that has to be done within the walls of the church, right? And so I think that that was the thing that really inspired me because I want to, I want to impact the world for good for Jesus. And in, if you have a kingdom minded business and the Lord blesses it and you operate within his kingdom principles, you can have a far greater impact than you can. If you're just doing a ministry, that's always struggling, always in need, always having to ask for money. I just think that there's a, it's a different way. And I, I just, I want to have kingdom impact and I want to help more people. And so I think that's really why I sort of started going. The, and then once I did, God, you know, as he does, brings all these people into my path to help me to take the next step and then to help other people to take that step too. Because, you know, everything that we do in terms of podcasting, costs money, right? And yeah. so you can do it. You can start with that heart of ministry, which is what I did because I didn't need to bring an income in because my husband, we'd lived for many years on a, on a single income. But once I, I realized if I really want to have impact, I'm going to need to generate revenue so that I can do the things that God's asking of me to do and to reach more people. Absolutely. I think it's so important. And I think especially for women and Christian women, I'm going to pick on just a little bit. There's this general idea that somehow we're not supposed to want to make money or that making money is bad, or it's not a worthy goal. And one of my favorite things about you is that when you kind of get an assignment from God, you just go all in and you go for it and you're brave and you are bold and you do the thing. And I think your approach to spark becoming a business has been very similar. And I'm curious about why you think some people shy away from going all in because, you know, is it that they think making money is bad or they don't have enough confidence in themselves? Like what is the magic sauce that you have that others can maybe learn from? Yeah, it's probably a combination of all of those things, but also um, they're probably not as crazy and driven as I am. So, you know, part of my personality, it, you know, I grew, I was born in the Northwest with German heritage. So I am like, I work, like, it's really hard for me to take time off work or take a vacation because that's just in my DNA. I want to accomplish things. And so I'm a really high performer. So therefore I get a lot done, but I also am very organized in what I do. I couldn't homeschool three boys, one of which was special needs if I didn't have organization. So I had to learn how to time block my calendar, how to batch create content, how to do all of these things so that I could still be a wife, be a mother, um, and do all of the other things that, um, that I needed to do. So I think a lot of times people have a dream and they're like, I want to do that. And they spend a lot of time talking about, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to do this instead of like putting action. It's, it's like faith without works is dead. And, and a dream without work is dead. It's just a dream. 
right? It's not, you need those actionable steps. And I think that's what is, is different about me. When I decide to do a magazine, I just go do it. Like I figure it out. Like I don't have to know how to do a conference or do a magazine because God knows how to do everything. And you can pretty much look up anything on the internet and figure out how to do it. And so I think I'm just a doer. And, and so I think sometimes it's fear that holds people back. I think that's confidence that holds them back. I think the struggle about, you know, making money, all those things. I mean, I think it's all, um, you know, part of it and it just looks different for different people. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, I heard a quote from somebody and I'm not going to have the quote exactly right, but it's something like a dream without a goal is just a wish. And it sounds like what you're saying is a dream without action. is just a wish. It's never going to be more than a wish I had if you don't begin to take action on it. So what advice would you have? There's people listening that have a big dream or they feel like they're being called to do something and they maybe don't have the inner drive that you do. What advice do you have for taking action? Where would they start? Yeah. So I think, you know, a lot of people are held back by fear and I would just say, do it afraid, do it scared, step anyway if our dreams are big and audacious, then we have to rely on God. So I would say, submit yourself and be obedient to what he's calling you to do. But then when he calls you to do the big, scary thing, take the step of faith, even though you're afraid. Um, a lot of times I see people overthink things too. So they have their idea, it, they toss it around in their head, they overthink it for a long time. And then once they finally do the thing, they say, why didn't I do this a long time ago? So I think a lot of times we can be our own stumbling block. So get in a community of people who can encourage you and inspire you. If you need to get a coach, get a coach that can see the blind spots that you don't see. Do do what God calls you to, and then surround yourself with amazing people who are doing great things because we're the sum of the people that we hang out with. So if you want to do great things, then find other people who are doing great things. I love it. I love it. And you know, it, when you were talking, it made me think of something that I often tell my clients is go ahead and take messy action because clarity will come from it. The more action you take, the clearer you are going to get on the direction you want to go or the direction you're being called. So just do it. Just dive in, find the help you need, ask the questions, and eventually things will start to fall into place for you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I love that so much. And I just, it has been such a joy watching you take messy action and I mean, you get an idea and you just go for it. And I honestly, you're an inspiration to me and you're an inspiration to so many. And I just am so grateful that you came on the show. But before we wrap up, you know, I talk about swayology as kind of the art of persuasion. And I, I want to help people like be persuaded to love their life and their business. But at the core of that, it's really about influence, influencing ourselves and influencing others. And I'm just curious from your perspective, what do you see as influence today? Where do you see opportunities or what does it mean to you? Yeah. So influence to me is really its impact. 
right? And the thing that that I've been thinking a lot about recently, and it's what Peter and I have been talking about on the Spark Influence podcast is legacy because every day we are we're building a legacy and it can be good or it can be bad and and we don't know how long we have on this earth um and when we're gone people will remember us for something what do you want to be remembered for? And so we don't think a lot about legacy in our culture, but that's kind of something that the Lord has had me think about is what, what can I create? What books can I write? What podcasts can I create that will live beyond myself? When people think of Misty Philip, what will they think of? And so those are the questions that I've been pondering is what is going to last beyond um, be, when I'm gone, what will, what will last? Such a powerful, big question. And what an opportunity we have right now in a world where we can write books and we can create podcasts and we can create content that will outlive us and hopefully continue to impact future generations. I mean, what a beautiful thing. I love that word legacy. That's really fantastic. Yeah. And businesses and businesses that can create foundations and, and nonprofits and just, there's, there's so much to it that, um, but it takes planning. It doesn't happen by accident. You have to think about the legacy that you want to live. And I don't know that a lot of people are, I think a lot of people are just kind of doing the next thing, but they're not really living with intention. And so if I could encourage anybody is to, is to know that everything you do matters and you have a greater sphere of influence than you probably realize. So be wise, um, with the things that you do and, um, how you use your time, uh, cause the Bible says the days are evil. So be intentional with, with what you do. I love that a greater sphere of influence than they even realize. I think that's so true. Well, Misty, this has just been such a fantastic conversation. I've been just so blessed by it. And of course, as I've already said, inspired by you, but for others who want to get inspired by you, where can they connect with you? How can they find you or get in touch? Absolutely. So they can find me on the By His Grace podcast because we've got podcast listeners here or on the Spark Influence podcast that I do with my husband. You can find out about all, all things Spark Media at sparkmedia.ventures. And then uh, you can find out more about Misty Phillip at mistyphillip.com. And I hang out everywhere online as Misty Phillips. So don't put an S on the end because you won't find me, but Misty Phillip. And, uh, would and love only to one connect. L. No, there's two L's. There's two L's. Two okay. L's, two L's, no S. Yeah, everybody, everybody puts an S on the end. But that's just, I think that's one of the God's ways of keeping me humble. Well, it's just that we want to recreate you. So there are more Misty Phillipses in the world. <laughs> Right. I don't think the world needs any more. Misty. <laughs> well, and I'll just put out there too. I, I know our listeners can't see you and today you're not wearing a hat, but typically like your trademark thing is you have these just beautiful hats and it's recently we saw each other at a conference and that was how I found you. I scanned the room looking for the woman <laughs> in the hat. And so you will know Misty by her beautiful hats and, uh, I just really hope that my listeners will reach out to you and get connected. And if they've got 
spark questions or they want to know about the conference or the community or just podcasting in general, please reach out to Misty. She's a wealth of information. And uh, just between you and me, listener, she will tell you all of her secrets. So just, <laughs> just do it. Reach out to her. You will not be sorry. Yeah. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited uh, to see this podcast flourish. Thank you so much uh, from your lips to God's ears, right? Okay, friend, have a great day. Thank you again. Well, there you have it. Thanks so much for listening to the Swayology podcast. You can find all the links for everything we talked about today in our show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes and take a screenshot and tag me on social media. That helps other women like you find the show and build our community. Got comments? Shoot me a DM on Instagram or head on over to my website. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time on the Swayology Podcast.